So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. We have got an amazing show for you today. I'm with my good friend, Cassie DeHaas, and she is a force to be reckoned with. And she is, uh, they're totally killing it in real estate. They're having lots of fun. Um, they're doing some amazing things, even in my favorite little part of the world, Hawaii. So, uh, Cassie, um, before I get, I got, I'm gonna, I got to hurt and do a little bit of housekeeping before I give uh, official, official, like letting you take the stage here. So hold on for just a second. Kansas is going to go bye-bye, but first we got to pay the bills. Um, <laughs> and how we pay the bills is uh, my wonderful, wonderful audience, they love us and they're going to love this podcast so much that they're going to go to iTunes and they're going to give us a five-star review. And when you do that, then if I like you enough, I get to say your review. So here's one from Riley SLC, and his five-star review said, not only does Corey know what he's talking about, thank you very much, he seems extremely nice and humble, an all-around great guy who also tears it up in the multifamily arena. I look forward to more episodes to come. So, Riley, here's looking at you. Thank you so much for that. means a lot. These little things, these little five, these little things that you give are like little pieces of gold, and they do mean a lot. They really do, and they're fun to read, and it tells me that, A, the messaging is working, like the message is getting out. So, And then lastly, if you've not done so, make sure you go to the Kahuna wealthbuilders.com, kahunawealthbuilders.com, and download my free quick start workshop. People are, I mean, we're keep on getting a crap ton of downloads on that. Um, it's a, a video series that will teach you how to raise private money and how to get all the deal flow coming to you that you'd ever want. So with all that said, Cassie, guess what? It's time to you. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just give, uh, tell the audience who you are and a little bit about yourself. Hi. Audience, my name is Cassie, and um, like Corey said, I'm I'm involved in a, a lot of really cool things in real estate. So, just a little bit about our companies: we're Titanium Investments, and uh, you know, I don't even know how many years ago now. Uh, my partner R.J. Bates and I started real estate investing. We were general contractors, and you know, we were starting to do some some big flips for other investors, and you know, we were. We're going, hey man, we, this is this is way more our thing. Let let's figure out how to do this. So details, 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 and uh, we we get our first flip, 
and uh, we decided we were going to learn about wholesaling. So RJ and myself are both pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're tenacious people. When we put our mind to something, we're going to figure out how to do it. And Okay, hold on. Time out, because you're leaving out all the good, juicy stuff. Okay. okay. <laughs> you're living, he's coming to work in your apartment or something like that. Like that. Isn't that what you, I heard that story? Well, okay. When you're, like first starting out, like, come on, right. man, give me some grit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you the okay, I'll give you the gory details of all the uh, you know, our coming up story. So we actually as contractors, we were not very successful. <laughs> uh, we successfully, you know, turned out a beautiful product, but we we just did not scale that well. We were we we just were not going to get to the life that we wanted to get to. Um and we kind of hit a, a rough patch in there when we were figuring out, you know, real estate and stuff like that and uh, we did have an office at one point, and I believe we had maybe let that office go three months before that. And we were just working pretty much out of our vehicles on job sites. And so, yeah, like if we had in-office time at that point in time, it was totally out of my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, listen, like that's how at my, most people start. Like, believe it or not, I still I, I still work in my house, right? Like, well, yeah, it may I mean, be a pretty office, but and for a while there, it was just like a, a desk. And a chair. Now it's like multiple desks, chair, and a cool bookcase. <laughs> right. Um, we kind of have the same situation at this point in time. We work out of my home office more than we work out of our office. Uh, yeah. Honest to God. So um, yeah, RJ is <laughs> RJ is a uh, you know he is a a force to be reckoned with. If I am, that's for sure. And he he decides you know he's gonna let me do the GC business. You know he is gonna let me do that and just keep it going and. And he's going to figure out this real estate investing thing. He's going to figure out how we're going to get money, how we're going to do flips, how we're going to okay anything. Okay, hold on. So then, now if I'm hearing you correctly, you are both in the the contracting business, uh-huh. and your partner says, "Hey, man, uh, the grass is greener on the other side. I see it. I know it is. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Here's your baby. I'm giving it to you. Yeah. But meanwhile. I've not forgotten about you, but I'm going to go figure out this other thing real quick because I think right. it might be the way. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of did it in tandem, um, you know, but his focus was solely, I mean, he he tells it better than, he's a better he put, storyteller put, than I am. He put blinders on, didn't he? Yeah, he did, man. And he, I mean, you know, RJ, he is just like, as soon as he decided this is what he we're going to focus on, he's like, you keep he this. He saw on. the vision clear as day. This yep. will help us pay the bills and get us through, and I'm going to take us to the promised land. Yep, and he absolutely full steam ahead. Um, we got we we got a, our first flip, and we actually partnered with his mom on it, and um, we got our first wholesale. And at that time, we we were so cash poor, um, and he tells the story so well. But we. After we put our earnest money down on our first property that we wholesaled, we had eleven dollars left. In our <laughs> yeah, see, this is the good stuff. Eleven dollars left in our bank account, which is so bananas. But um, you know, at that time, of course, I'm like over there, like sweating, and I'm like, you know, I tell him all the time, like, where are we gonna go have lunch the next week? Right? <laughs> Ramen noodles, ten cents, baby. Ramen noodles all day. Like I was right back in the college days, but. You know, I know, I know RJ, and I just, I've known him for a really long time before before we ever o- opened our own business. And 
you know, I just know what he's capable of. And I know when he has that fire in, in his eyes, I know we're going to be fine. I know we're going to be fine because when he has no doubts, I'm like, okay, I will jump off this cliff. Hope there's a parachute in the bag. And if not, we'll figure it out on the way down, you know? We'll build one as we go, right? Yeah. And uh, we haven't had to do that too often, thankfully, for, you know, my heart. <laughs> but, um, you know, he is, you know, I had absolute faith in him and it was still scary. I mean, considering. And uh, I believe we made $11,000 on that first wholesale and we never looked back. And we never looked back. And so, um, it has been it has been a wild ride since then. I mean, we have we wholesaled and we were very successful at it. Hey, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Like when you really think about that first one, right? Everybody talks about the first one. Yeah. The first one seems the most hardest. Oh right? yeah. You had to work your butt off to make just eleven thousand, right? You're like, oh, you know, look back and you know, I'm making twenty grand rips sometimes, you know. So eleven's not that much, but like, right. but when you don't have it and you get it, oh yeah, like. It was and easy. It, yeah. And like, you're like, man, why didn't I see this earlier is all you yeah. say, right? Yes. Yeah. It was like at that point in time, like it was so easy. We were like, that's all we had to do. And I mean, keep in mind, like we were fully rehabbing properties, like work hazmat suit worthy walking in the door and then coming out, you know, at this finished product going, we just went through the ringer. We we turned out a beautiful product, but it was like return you're on making, the investment. You're making the other guy money. Oh, yeah. The return on our investment at that time was just, it just wasn't there. We didn't have enough volume as a contractor. We were really about quality. We were really loyal to our people. And it just was not scalable for us, you know, to actually turn any kind of profit that would have made sense for that business for us. We did not have the capacity to do it. You know, we did not have the volume, we didn't have the staff, and we just, we were not successful at scaling it. And it's not to say we couldn't have been, it's just that we found, some, we found our path elsewhere, you right. know, and we really, really, really did. Yeah, so, and that's really part of the process anyway. Sometimes you have a journey, and like, you don't exactly know where the journey ends, mm -hmm. but you realize when the journey's not working, and you've got to make a course correction. Right, absolutely, right? and we are... We're really big about that. We're, we don't fear correcting that course by any stretch of the imagination. And, and it's why we are in so many different markets. And it's why we are able, we've been able to do so many different things in real estate. Now, yeah. I, and you and RJ, so who's the visionary? Who's the, like, tell me about, like, who does what in your <laughs> Okay, so RJ is like the CEO hurricane. Like, without, he is the definition of it. For sure. If you can't tell from just that little, little picture into our past, um, he is absolutely the visionary and he, he's so good at it. He's wise beyond his years without experience. He's an incredible decision maker. He makes decisions faster than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Like he, he just, he has this really amazing instinct. He's, he's got incredible vision and I mean, I tell him all the time, you know, he gives me so many props for, you know, who I am and what I bring to the table in our partnership. But, you know, I honestly like he's, he's incredible. And so I, he handles so many things, like so many things, but I, you know, I handle just as many things just in a different, a different way. We always tell people like, and by definition, like I'm in charge of operations, but the reality of it is, is, you know, if you're trying to kind of put us in boxes, it doesn't work. You know, he's, he's definitely the visionary and I'm definitely 
more able to handle like the tedious. Right. You're more of the support. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. And but you also have your own ideas that you bounce off of him, I'm sure as well. Oh right? yeah. Like we're both really creative people and we literally are constant sounding board for each other. We're both very much, you know, leaders and, you know, we, we've always been really scrappy, you know, and it comes from that background, you know, that initial story. We've been scrappy, Dude. scrappy, scrappy. We do what we need to do. We adjust where we need to adjust. I'll dig in. I don't mind getting in the trenches. He doesn't mind getting in the trenches. You know, obviously long-term, that's going to go. You know what that affords? I call that coming from nothing. Yes. Right? So that's, right. that's right. coming from nothing because I have the same story, right? Mm-hmm. It affords you the ability that you say, I don't give a crap. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do what I got to do. <laughs> there is nothing that you have to like, oh God, what are people going to think? Because yeah. listen, I was already in the gutter. So like, it doesn't even matter. And right. uh, my pride, I don't, there is none. I'm a, right. I'm a hustler. That's right. I That's make, right. I'm a, I make things happen. Right. Right. Some people watch things happen and yeah. I make things happen. That's right. And I think it's that it's that mentality. Like neither neither RJ or myself, you know, came from, you know, we came from, you know, good families. We didn't lack anything that we wanted growing up. Um, but both RJ and myself just had this vision for our lives and how we wanted it to be. It's about creating a lifestyle that is really satisfying. We're just both by nature have to, you know, be in charge of our destiny. You know, if, if I can create it, why am I going to sit over here and, you know, let somebody else tell me to push some paper for X amount of dollars for my time? You know, I mean, RJ, I went to, yeah, we both went to college. Um, you know, I finished. He didn't. He was actually working in college when we opened up our uh, working on finishing his his degree when we opened up our GC company. And like the plan was, he was going to take time off, and he did not. He did not ever go back because you know he found his path. Like this is what he's meant to do. And yeah. what I'm once you get do. the download for the mothership, right? Yep. You're like, You're, listen, I'm point? on my path. All I need yep. to do is learn more about real estate. That's right. And I, I just need to better myself and better my company. And we've just didn't been doing that ever since. And we've, you know, we, I mean, I, I went to school and I changed my degree and I took a year off. My brother passed away and I took a year off of school. And when I went back, I changed my degree. I was going to be an art teacher. I've, I've been an artist my whole life. I've been an artist since I was little, which was part of that passion for the general contracting remodeling right. I the and architect, architectural aspects you know, and I've, and I've had a passion for that since I was a really little kid. And, um, you know, I, I went to school for that. And when I came out, I was like, well, I probably need to go back for my master's, blah, blah, blah. And one day I was just sitting there with RJ. I'm like, we should open our own business. We stayed up all night and we were like, what are we going to do? And, and, you know, it, it just, it, it was serendipitous. There's just no other way to put it. Um, he's the best partner in the whole world. And, and I couldn't be more grateful that God saw fit to have him, you know, as, as my, as my ride or die through, through all of this. And, you know, and you're not married. So I just want to clarify no. that. Right? No, <laughs> everybody thinks that because I you know, know, cause you guys, well, you talk about each other, right. But it's really like, it is a business. Hey, business is a marriage. Yes. You're absolutely right. Somebody told me one time when they met us and they were like, you guys, really seem like you're the best couple in the whole wide world. We're like, we're not a couple. And they, you know, they, <laughs> they were like, what? And 
it, they, they said, you know, that's really funny because everybody assumes that we are and until they get to know us and people think, you know, this, that because of how, how highly we speak of each other, how well we get along, how t- in tune right. we are to one another. But you guys know well your we- roles, right? I mean, right. I think that's the key to um, when, I, when I see real successful businesses operate and, and partnerships operate. Yeah. Everybody kind of has a pretty good idea of what their role is, and you guys communicate enough, and, and I, you can tell that you guys really communicate. Yeah. And that is the key to life's problems a lot of times when it comes to companies. Right. There's got to be constant communication. Right. And I think it's more than that. Like, like that person told me, it is harder to find a, a good business partner than to find somebody to have a good marriage with. And I see, you know, you see it. Uh, partnerships fail all the time. And I don't know whatever kind of, like I said, it's like serendipitous. I don't know whatever kind of mixture, madness, chemistry went into it. But, you know, we were best friends before. We're best friends still. And, you know, we just, we work really well together. And there's absolute loyalty there. You know, I, I trust him with anything. I trust him with my life and, you know, and vice versa. And I don't think that you find that often in life with, no, with other no, no, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. it's very rare that you catch the lightning and get to ride it. Yeah. And it's so, so it's awesome. It's one of the things I'm most grateful with. And, and, you know, we, we talk about it and, but I mean, both of us know a hundred percent that there's, we can do anything, like anything we can do together. So anything. let's talk about this. So, okay. Uh, so you've got really good at the wholesale business. We did. We got really good at the wholesale business. And we and were like, what's your volume? Like, what do you think you're doing now? Our volume has gone way down in wholesale at this point. But that's okay. But like, I mean, three or four homes a month. What What are you doing? Maybe or one, two. one or two. Two. You're months. still you're fixing and flipping as well, still, right? Right. So we we're we're doing well, more fixing. Tell me what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me update you. <laughs> so um, at one point we were wholesaling like over 100 properties a year. Okay. Um, you know, we really transitioned. At this point, uh, we have more flips now. I think, oh my goodness, I think the last time we counted, it was like 36, 35 or something like 35 maybe now. And we have a rental portfolio that now is 98 to 100 properties. Boom! Let's talk about that. That's where I wanted to go anyways. Yeah, our wholesale business went down uh, quite a bit because we realized, like we said, in that adjustment you know, we realized we were not going to be able to scale wholesaling and reach all of our, you know, reach our path solely through that. Um, And, you know, so we started adding the fix and flips, which is for us pretty straightforward being GCs. And so we really, when we really wanted to make some changes, we started tackling, we're going to figure out how to do, how to do uh, single family rentals, right? So going into that, you know, we start picking them up one at a time and be it through subject two, be it through, you know, a portfolio or just picking them off one at a time. When we get them, we just were like, we're going to, we're going to build that passive income life. You know, that is, that is what we're going to do. We're still going to keep going on wholesaling. We're still going to keep going on our flips and we're still going to make our income by that. We didn't want to take away from you know what was supporting us, obviously, right. yep. you you got to do it the right way. 
um, you know, so that eventually we can get into apartments. And, you know, that's been our, that's been our goal. That's been our path. And, you know, we're, we've got enough single family rentals now that we're just, we're keeping that wholesaling going. But it, over the past maybe six months, it's scaled back quite a bit. And, you know, we're keeping that flipping going, but we're not really acquiring as many flips as one, at once. Um, so that's pretty stabilized at this point. And then I, you know, we're still acquiring single, single family rentals, but you know, we'll, we'll keep all of those things going. And, um, you know, we're, but we're really focused on our other markets that we're in, which is a big deal. Oh, and in there, I should mention, I also have a, a real estate brokerage. So, so we, we, but you know, we didn't get it for the purposes of, you know, traditional real estate whenever I got my license or anything like that. So we always kind of forget to mention that a little bit, but, right, right. but um, it is work. So it, it does count, but it, it's really just to support the rest of the businesses right? and efficiency really. Um, so we were really focused on our other markets as well as, you know, our passive income, you know, building and, you know, I, I really hope that in the not distant future, we will be buying our, our first, uh, apartment complex. That's, that's the, that's the goal. If you ever need help. Oh yeah. I know peeps. I know peeps. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm We're not good, far. We're not I'm, far. You'll I'm be a good partner. Help. Yeah. It just has to be big. Yeah, I know. I know we had, we had a couple and they were close, but I was like, nah, Corey's not going to look at these. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't quite big enough. So, but I will tell you this, I love your guys' story because A, how you started is like how most people start. And you touched on a couple of things and I've been really talking about vision lately a lot. And, yeah. you know, when you have a vision and you, you know, you say, Hey, listen, the first thing is we had this vision of what we want to do. And we're like, Hey, let's go into business for ourselves. <laughs> let's not screw with being, working for the man. Let's be the man right? Yeah. or, or yeah. the woman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get to a point and you're like, oh, wait. But, and it's really like, if you ever study like uh, movies, you come up with an idea. The main character has an idea that has their life before and then it changed. And then they start going to it. And then then something happens and and you agitate it, right? Which is exactly what happened to you is like, this is not working. This GC thing's not working. And that's the conflict. And you're like, oh, and so the main character, you guys, have to get back together and say, hey, let's formulate a new plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, here's the new plan. It's wholesale. And even then, you got in that new hope. You're like, ah, this fits, but it's it's serving us. But we, but it's still like when we look at our dream, you know, and so you got to go back and let's retool. Yeah. And then and you keep doing that. And I, I want to say that's the story for most people quit. Yeah. Most people cannot hack that reality fear yes it's fear it's all fear-based and you know i I always say you know i'm not fearless i feel like rj's fearless even though i know better and for me it's all about faith you know i have complete faith in him i have complete faith in us i have a complete faith in our team so we also do the work right but that's why, that's why we've been through it. I mean, we've done it, you know, we, we know we're going to do it. You know, we have, we have that, uh, stability or that right. confidence. And the or, confidence or, comes from every time you have to redo it and you get yeah. better at it. You're like, you start believing in your, yourself. Like we have skills and abilities 
that all we have to do is find the new application and then we apply ourselves to that skill set, right? Right. And you can, you're adaptable, but you know that you've done it before. And so the outcome is never going to change. Right. And in addition to that, we've done it before. So we're going to be better at it this time. Yes. <laughs> you know? That's so, Yes. You keep, yeah. you, you keep improving too, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I just call that like levels. Like we, we, you know, like I think about it, like, you know, a little Mario game, do, 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 you know, like you just, you're, you're, you're to the next level, you know, and that, that's where we're at. We're, we're always trying to level up. And I mean, you know, sometimes we're, you know, honestly, we are very humble people. And so sometimes it's, especially me, it's hard for me to like talk about like what we've done or our success. Your success. And, you know, yes. Because I just, I've It'll never come off been, as bragging, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I've never been like, all, you know, Oh, Hey, look what I've done. I've never been flashy person. I'm, I'm very just like, I'm just very real. I'm that, you know, and like that. And RJ is the same way. Like it's, yeah. Well, without a doubt, you guys both, you're my peeps, right? You're my yeah. types of peeps. Yes. I believe in the same way. It's like, I'm, I'm always humble, right? Right. Yes. I don't have to show everybody how much money I'm making. No. And, it, and so we're also really hard on ourselves, you know, because we're always trying to get to that level up, you know? So if there's like something in our business and it, and we're like, oh, we should not be doing that. Somebody else right. should be doing that at this point in time. We're so hard on ourselves and we just, we focus on it till it's fixed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we're really bad about that. And but when you're alone at night, yes. <laughs> this when, is when, when no one else is watching, you're like, this is what I do. I'm a multi, multi-millionaire. People right. want to pay me thousands of millions of dollars to hear me on stage. Yes. And then <laughs> you know just bananas, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, sometimes I sit there, we were sitting there last week, and I, this is so random and not very interviewy, but just like chatting, but we were sitting there last week, and RJ was like, I was talking about, you know, we, we were really talking about like lifestyle, you know, a life by design, yeah, uh, things like that. And, you know, just things that, you know, maybe we haven't achieved in that area. You know, we're always talking about, okay, what is the end goal here? And we're, we're talking about our bucket list challenge and we were talking about this, that, and the other. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, there's areas in my life. I really feel like, you know, I have, I've set aside and he looks at me and he goes, I understand that, but look at what we've done. And every time we sit there and we tell each other when we're discussing any of these shifts that we have to make in our business or adjustments or new avenues or you know new arenas that we're getting into, next level up, every time we talk about that and we actually sit there and we go, okay, what are some changes that we need to make in our personal life for our health, our family, our, our lifestyle, what are our dreams and our business? You know, we, we look at that stuff, but when we sit there and we go, Man, look at what we've done, though. You know, we he, have staff. Yeah, dude. He, 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 <laughs> holy crap. You know, like, people, like, I mean, it is crazy. Like, people will, you know, it's just that thing where, like, I'll just talk to new people, and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, somebody last week told me, holy kid, holy cow, I'm talking to a queen here. I'm talking yeah. to a queen in this industry, and I'm like, I don't ever think of myself that way. You know, I think of I'm myself as like, cat. yeah, yeah. I put my pants on one leg at a time. But the reality of it is, is that uh, somebody told me yesterday, you are special. They said, you need to celebrate. You actually need to take that time and you need to celebrate what you've done. She said, and sometimes proclaim it. Yes. Yeah, she said, you feed families. 
You put food on people's table. You give, you give people a home. You make things possible for other people that, that would never be possible for them without you. You know, you have so much that you've done, so much that you've created. Like all of these people may not even, you know, they may say thank you or they may not even realize how much they have to thank you for. And that's not what matters. Like you have done so much. And I haven't even known this woman that long, you know, right. but yep. You know, she sees what our business has done and she's like, you are, what you've done is incredible. And, and most people would quit before they would figure out how to make that happen. And I mean, that for me is such a big deal because we are in this for more than just ourselves. Like, you know, we have our charity, we have, you know, that means so much to us. And like, that is one of our our biggest goals in the end, our, you know, our retirement is going to be businesses. You know, we're going to own charities and we're going to still have businesses. You know, we're, there's no retiring for Bill us. Gates, but, right. Yeah. Like, so like you make a lot of money and then you spend the rest of your life giving it away. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, but that's what makes me happy. It's not, you know, I don't sit here and, and, you know, count up all of the things that we've done or all of the houses we flipped or, you know, all of the rentals in our, portfolio. I I do that for our numbers, for our business so that we can get better. I don't do that because that's necessarily what makes me happy. Right. It's not what drives you. Yeah, it is. It is what drives me is the life. It is the life. It is the fact that I can make an impact in this world with the time that I have here. Like that is what it's about. I am not you know, we are not stagnant people. I am not a stagnant person. I'm going to do something with this life, you know, and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to make a difference for other people. And I'm going to take what I do know and I'm going to, you know, share it. And I'm going to, I'm going to make good things possible for other people, not just my family, not just, you know, my company, but I mean, that's what it's about for me. Like right. if you, you start there, because I'd like, that's the closest, but then as you start getting bigger, your whole vision gets bigger, right? Yeah. And I like what you just said is, you know, you're going to teach you. So I always believe one hand is always up in the air and you're grabbing a hold of your mentor. Like I have people that I look up to and I'm always looking up and I feel like I'm trying to grab their hand saying, Hey, pull me up, man, pull me up. Right. I want to learn. I want to get where you're at. Right. That's my mentorship. Yeah. At the same time, I've got another hand that I've got down. Right. Yep. And I'm looking down to the people that I can help. Yes. Right? And I'm saying, hey, grab my hand. Absolutely. Grab, let me help you. Let me share with you what I know. Yeah. And in that is the perfect vision. So I actually got this from a, um, it was a uh, story of Jesus, right? Yeah. And there was a man in the water and he was drowning and Jesus was reaching down to pull him out of the water, right? And grabbing his hand. And then it showed the picture of the next man as he's drowning, right, he's still got a hold of someone farther down yeah. than he was. Yeah. And I thought, what a great image, because you always should be a student in life, no matter what. We should always be learning. Absolutely. But you also should be teaching. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that, I, I think that, that, that concept was, like, ingrained in my DNA. Growing up, my dad used to, and he only maybe said it to me a handful of times, but it's something that never, never, never left me because it speaks so much to who I am. And he said to me, if you're not learning, you should be dead. If you're not learning, you should be dead. And I said, 
And, and at first I was like, I don't want to be dead, dad. <laughs> you know? No, it just, it's just that thing. If you're not learning, you should be dead. And it's just like, you know, his way of saying, learn every day. And I mean, I'm an education junkie. I really am. Um, and I mean, it's all pretty much focused on real estate these days. Um, but I, I can't stop myself. You know, if I find so many, I have so many different interests and I love to learn about different things and, and, you know, in, in how, how did you guys come up with Hawaii? Okay. So how we got started in Hawaii, we're actually really blessed in, in Hawaii. So how we even got to the GC point, um, we were in business with RJ's best friend growing up and we were consulting general contractors and we simultaneously opened up our, our GC company. And in that time, in, within a few of maybe three years, Elijah and his family uh, moved to Hawaii. Now, RJ and Elijah grew up together. And by grew up, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure first grade up. Right. And they were best, best buds. And they always talked about owning their own business together. And, you know, going into business together, creating, you know, multiple businesses and, and creating this, this life, right? And so Elijah and his family moved to Hawaii. And, you know, he was just crazy. He's crazy about Hawaii. He loves it. Oh, They're dude. Never- they're never going to leave. And so, you know, he's, he's watched us over the years, you know, grow our, our real estate business. And he's very, very knowledgeable as a contractor. And he's like, we got to start doing this over here. And honestly, that's, that's how it got started. We started just looking at deals and we started saying, okay, you know, we started teaching him, you know, about real estate investing, teaching him about flipping and how you, you know, how, how the business works, basically teaching him what we learned so that, you know, he we could find you deals and get the whole process. Right. Wrong. So we could really be successful at it. Put this property under contract two years ago. <laughs> it had all kinds of issues. It had like liens for 10 years and all this crazy craziness. Um, and so we got into like the biggest whopper of all in our first deal in Hawaii, but it's a really cool deal and it's going to be really worth it. So it doesn't, doesn't bother us. And so that being said, you know, slowly and surely, we just started really looking at properties. Um, and how are you guys getting your funding? Private money. We, so we've done let's a couple. Talk about that. We've done a couple of things with with hard money. Honestly, we hit the, like private money jackpot. I, I I don't even know. It's hard for me to even explain how it how it happens. I I would say the thing that we've been worst at in in real estate so far has been finding other people's money. <laughs> We just, we, it, it just was dumb luck. I mean, you tell the story of how it happened for you that first time, yep. you know, playing racquetball, <laughs> you know, and we're just like, I don't, I, I, you know, I think that RJ and I, you know, sat there and we were like, well, we've got to know exactly. We looked at it way too much. Like it was marketing, right. you know, way too much. Like it was marketing. It's relationships. Uh, it is relationships. It a hundred percent is relationships. So yeah, we just, we, we just started putting the numbers out there and we just started talking to enough people. Um, we just got connected with enough people that we were just like, okay, like this is, this is how we're going to do it. Like, just share the message. Am I right? Yeah, that's all it is. And the right people will self-select. Yes. And say, oh, yeah. I think I'm interested in that. Like, great. Here's I my love process. How you phrase that. I a hundred percent love how you phrase it. You know, we didn't have any packets. We didn't have anything fancy. We just said, here's the return that we can make you. This is what we do. Let me know 
if you know anyone that's interested, <laughs> you know? And that's legitimately weird. I was like, this seems so sketchy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we need to have something official. We need to have, you know? And, and it, it really isn't, it really isn't that hard. It's just kind of like anything else. Like, you know, whether you're getting in, whether you're in, in this industry as a wholesaler, whether you're in it as a flipper, as a, you know, if you Does have it a- get easier to raise private money, do you, don't you think, as you start getting more confident with, the, uh, with exactly where doing? I was going? Yeah, exactly where I was going. Like, once you do it, it's kind of like riding a bike. When you're talking, the product sells itself. That's what I always say. The product sells itself. Like, you know, you're going to eventually, it's going to be easier and easier as you get more testimonials, say, or you do put together a nicer packet, or you do have a spot on your website, you know, that people can go to where you can say, hey, here's my deal. Or maybe even you just have like a, an email template, you know, that, that shows, you know, a, an example property and yeah. shows an experience, you know, or has a testimonial attached to it, whatever it might be. But all of our private money for the most part has come from just random people going, Hey, I want my retirement funds to be making this kind of bingo. Uh, yeah. And so once, once they started to see, you know, other people were doing it, but it's kind of weird because it's like this hush hush under the radar type of thing. You know, we're not, we're, you know how it goes, laws, regulations, yada, yada. And it's like, you know, people invest with us or they become our, our partner and then they just want to be passive about it. So yeah. it, there you go. That's that I mean, end of story. It allows us to continue to do what we need to do. It allows us to grow. It allows, it allows you to scale, allows you to like private money, especially if you're doing fix. And flips are even the buy and holds. You can buy and hold yeah. and, and, and for a certain amount of time and then uh, refi your properties and cash out all your money. And, then you and have we've any, done a ton of that. Right? Yeah. And so, like, when you when you really learn that, that leveraging piece, it is really about private money. And it's not hard money. So there's a difference between right. private right. money and hard money, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Private um, money does whatever you ask it to do. Right. Hard money has a bunch of rules. Yeah, and a lot of restrictions, and oh, we got this. <laughs> You're not good enough, so we want two more points, and we got to have uh, whatever, right? Right, so we had this hard money. This is the first one that I've ever heard about this. We had this hard money loan with a partner on, on a flip, um, and they he went to do a draw, and he was told, this is the first time I've ever heard this from a hard money lender, he was told um, they had 100% of rehab funds held in escrow, and he wasn't allowed to draw on demo permits, so, so on and so forth, um, engineers, engineer, nothing. They only were going to let, they were only going to allow us to draw on things that added that were added Are to you? the property. Yeah. So in other words, until we start putting foundation, until we start... Listen, we got to clean it all up and demo it first, dudes, right? Yeah. We're like, well, I understand that first, if you had told us about it to to begin with. And he's calling me like, I've never heard of this. What do I do? I'm like, then they shouldn't have held 100% of the rehab in escrow because they had our scope. All of that was on our scope. So what are they going to... I said, what you need to do is you need to ask them, you know when are we going to get that money out of our hundred percent of our rehab is escrowed? When are we going to get that money? Cause are we paying on that? I think we are. So you can give me my money now or, you know, like it just doesn't make any sense. Right. So, 
you know, the, yeah, like you said, there's all, there's all kinds of crazy rules and everyone's different. Now I'm not downing hard money. I've used it and it's I mean, been yeah, sometimes you got to, but it's a hell of yeah. a lot easier when you can just turn on the faucet oh, yeah. of private oh, yeah. money and the private money. You're like, Hey, listen, I need, um, about this much money. And they're like, okay, great. Where do you want me to send it? You're like, that's oh, no. the kind of conversations that I like to have. No, it's, it's beautiful. And, and the best thing also about, about private money is, you know, if you're like you and I, I think, you know, I've heard you talk about this before. No matter what, we're going to indemnify the situation. We're going to keep that relationship strong. We're going to keep everything right. You know, we're going to do whatever we have to do. In real estate, everything doesn't always go 100% perfect or 100% as planned. We all know that. And building that relationship and with your private money, like you don't get that with Dude, no doubt. hard money. I mean, they're like, no, we're a company. This is how we do. This is what we do. And it actually, plus, right. They're like, yeah. you know, cause sometimes you have to even extend like, Hey, listen, I need another couple months. Yeah. Right. Uh, something happened. Private money, like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm still making my interest. Yeah. Hard money is going to be like, yeah. Hard money is going to be like, you're going to pay another origination. Whatever. Fees, and, fees, fees. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not downing hard money. It's been a huge part oh, of crap on it, man. Come on. <laughs> it's been a huge part of what where how we've gotten here. And I say that for the people that may be listening, just because you know, for us, we weren't we weren't you know quite as lucky with, as you were, and um, we. It was we, not a. Don't I was going to say luck. luck is probably don't the bad word. <laughs> bad word of the day. Sorry. Let's go work in my. Office. Yeah, well, I know you did, but we weren't. We weren't. In other words. We did not. It becomes an easy source. I will say that, right? I've seen a lot of people get trapped into. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, no, you just want to go to the hard money guy. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you don't get trapped in that. No, no matter what you do. We were trapped in it for a long time. We didn't realize how much we were hurting ourselves because other people's money seemed like a, a mountain to climb for us. Right. And, and so sometimes it is that. in the beginning until you right. figure it out. Yeah. And then once you break through that limiting belief. Absolutely. You're like, oh, Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I only say that because I'm like, don't let it stop you. Yeah. If you have to use hard money. Do what you got to do to make the deal. Right. Who cares? Right. Don't let it stop you, but make sure you don't do what we did and take so long to get to that private money. In other words, get the other yeah. foot over on the other side, yeah. straddle yeah. that thing saying, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. A hundred percent. So yes, you're absolutely right. When I and when I say luck, I mean I don't mean luck, but I mean, I that you, mean. you you had it, you did it in a different order than us. If we had done private money sooner, we probably would have saved ourselves a lot. And that's all, and really is only because I got good at raising a crap ton of money that I was even entertained apartments. Right. Yeah. Right. You, and then the market changed. I mean, honestly, if the market hadn't changed and I wouldn't have been such a crappy dad there for a minute, um, where I was missing some of my kids' events because I was chasing. Uh, these rehabs, like, <laughs> to an extreme amount and missing kids' soccer games and stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I look back at those times for me, and that was really some defining moments that the market was changing, and I was tired of living a life that was not what I had visioned. Right. So, I mean, I visioned my sunsets and palm trees. Yeah. Bruce... Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, baby. No, like seriously, that it just it means a lot. And like that goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Like there's things in my life, and I'm sure 
if you're as hard on yourself as, you know, myself and RJ are, um, you can always find things to make better, always find things to make better. But, you know, you got to take that time to celebrate, you know, you've got to take that time to say, okay, I've reached, I've reached a milestone here and I'm going to celebrate this way. But, you know, if you're at that point, you know, and I do get to that point sometimes I will, I'm crazy. Like I am a freight train. I will, I will work myself until I go, Hmm, I'm pretty sure I need a little bit of like time to do something else. <laughs> I need to go at 10 yeah. o'clock last night. Right. <laughs> I was like, I think I need to get out of my office. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. My wife was gone and the kids are in spring break. They had all their friends. So I just, I mean, I honestly now I don't, I love what I do. Oh I, yeah. I love it. Right. Yeah. I could, I could probably do it. I mean, I know I can, but, but sometimes, right. I'm like, okay, that was a long day. Yeah. Um, and then like today after this call here, I think I'm yeah. done for the day. Do it. Do it. Right? I mean, that's what uh, I'm honestly, going to Hawaii next week for 14 days. I know you are. I know you are, but that's why we do this, you know? And that's why RJ and I, are, we have, you know, one thing at a time we've added back in, like, we're like, okay, you know, we can't sit here and pick apart all of the areas in our lives that are 150% successful. Right. You know, like you, sometimes you got to sacrifice a little here to get what you need over here. And, and it's about finding a good, healthy balance in all of it. And so, yeah, you know, we've sat there and we've said, okay, you know, we're going to start focusing more on our health. Is our health going to get where we want it to be overnight? Um, no. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's, that includes mental health, stress levels, and physical health. Yep. Um, and, you know, making, yeah. making the choices, you know, to, to get to that balance point. You know, like, you go into Hawaii, that is, you know, that's incredible. Like, and you've got to make time for that, you know. I always compare it to, you know, the first time I went on a real vacation, I went to New York and I had the most incredible time. And even though I was going like 500 miles an hour the whole time and my feet were bleeding at the end of the night because New York is intense. Um, And I just got so much accomplished there in my mind. Um, And I mean, still to unplug from the business and spend time in just doing something that I've always wanted to do in life and just completely separate, unplugged. You, oh, look at that baby. They always say dogs will bring better ratings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me that is not a beautiful face. That is a beautiful face. That is the sweetest. It's my baby. It's my girl. Oh, my gosh. I put, sooner. I put mine in the other <laughs> room. She's so cute. Ugh, RJ would be so jealous. But yeah, it's, it's just, that's what it's all about. We It really is. And you know, and so here's what I, I believe too, uh, Cassie, is sometimes you have to, what I call sprint. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you marathon. Yeah. There's times in your business's life that you've got to stay extremely focused. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So like when I was launching my info business, I mean, and even right now, I'm just now getting to the point where I can start marathoning. But yeah. that was a season of my life. Right. But now I'm on the other side of that. I'm like, okay, now it's marathon time. Yeah. Let me go spend some more time with my family. Let me do some things. I, I have the time. And I and I you learn now it's harder because we're so accustomed to working all the time. Right. That you're supposed to smell the roses. Yep. So my whole thing that I've learned that I that I always try to do is I, I try to set myself up for success to take time off. And it's just as simple as that. You know, 
some people might call us control freaks, but <laughs> we're getting better as the years go go on. It's just about, you know, setting, you know, whoever you have to delegate, you know, your responsibilities to, um, it's just about setting them up for success and you've set yourself up for, for marathon time, you know? Yeah, um, it really is. I mean, that's, that's the dream. It's so we're, we're coming up on about, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes. So let's, let me put a couple of bows on this thing. So if you could give now my audience, they're either in real estate. I mean, a lot of them are fix and flips wholesalers. They wanted to get in, uh, what, What's your biggest piece of advice that you would give someone new, not so much in the multifamilies, but just new into real estate? What piece of advice would you give? Attach yourself to somebody that you have really good instincts about their business and their who they are as a person and, and learn from them and then do that again and do that again and do that again. Because no matter what, it goes back to that concept of, always be learning, always be learning. Um, there's always going to be somebody better. I mean, there's like it, it for any one of us, for any yeah. one of us at, at real estate, there's always going to be somebody more successful than, than almost all of us. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people in real estate in this entire world. Everybody needs a house. Everybody needs, you know, real estate, commercial real estate, apartments, whatever people, people need roofs. So, um, you know, it, it's about, you know, just constantly be learning and, and don't, don't let anything stop you. The only person stopping you is, is you. And in reality, it, the information is out there. It's 2018, you know, there's not a shortage of how to's there's not a shortage of how to's. And there's also not a shortage of people in our industry that are go-givers. I mean, yeah. really not, uh, you'll run into some people that you're, that's why I, I put in that little instinct part, you know, have good instincts about people and, and know that they're successful because yeah, there's, there's people that are kind of don't know what they're doing and are kind of shady, but the, in, in reality, you can find somebody, you know, probably way closer than you think, you know, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I, I look back at my life. I've, I've, I'm surrounded by great mentors. Yeah. I've had really good um, people that have shown me the, the way Absolutely. crafted me. Um, you know, I'll give you a, even, so right now I'm working on storytelling and telling my mess and my story, right? I've got a re- great, you know, rags, riches story. Yeah. And so, um, to do that, you've got to surround yourself with great storytellers. Yeah. And so, uh, Les Brown, do you know who Les Brown is? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I, I don't know that, know him, so but I don't know him personally, but yeah. I do have his cell phone number now in my phone. Nice. <laughs> And we've been texting and we're chatting. And um, and so, you know, I was sharing with him some of my stories. And so it's cool. This guy's a master storyteller. Right. Right. He spoke um, millions and millions of people. He spoke, at, you know, the domes and, right. I mean, and it has a great message. Right. Right. So he took my message and then he goes, he goes on the phone. He's like, all right. All right, young brother. He's like, let me. uh let me show you how to do this, right? <laughs> because he listened to my story. Now, it was a good enough story that he knew it and understood it. So I put him in my story. Like, he could feel it, right? And so, right. and he, it was memorable enough that he retold me the story. But the way he set it up, he gave me, like, he's like, now, this is how you do it in front of a million people audience. 
taught you how to paint the picture. And he started giving me the story. He he did it like it was him, but using my story. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. He goes, now that is how you make it a world-class story. Right. And I was like, wow, man. And so even today, I mean, there's things that I know, and there's things I know that I don't even know. Yeah. Right. And like, once I heard it from him, like, and this is probably an RJ Bates kind of moment. Yeah. It crystallized in my mind what my next steps are going to be. Right. I am going to hire less to coach me and help craft us a world-class story. Right. Because I couldn't do it on my own. Right. I already know this. I have the, I have the skill set. I have the desire, but I still don't know the whole craft of it, right? Right. And this guy will help me cr- make it to the next level. Absolutely. And the way he put it, he goes, everybody needs John the Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. I mean, it's so true. It's so beautiful. And, like, ever since I heard, I've heard you, you know, talk a little bit about, about this, I, I sit there and I tell myself, I am really not good I'm not a good storyteller at all. Like at all. I go off on tangents. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I really should, you know, at one point I really should develop the, you know, craft or hone or whatever, get better at it. <laughs> so, and so here's how that works. Right. So I've, I've gotten better at it. I wasn't great at it, but if you were to, if I was to show you the book that I'm reading right now, it's called sell with a story. Okay. Okay. Writing it down. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I've been working on learning how to tell a story. Yeah. I mean, it, the bottom line is, is like everything people are motivated by, you know, our brains are, are so, I don't know the right percentage. Part of our brain is logical. Part of our brain is emotional. And the reality of it is people connect with you on an emotional level. Your brain is more emotional. Everybody's is than it is logistical. And when you can make people feel something, that is whenever you are able to connect with them and motivate them and build a relationship with them. If you can make feel something, I mean, think about, you know, as an artist, think about the things that I love and why I love them, whether it's music or dance or, or just a painting, you know, if it can evoke any kind of emotion in somebody, it doesn't need words. It already tells a, a story. And whenever you're, doing anything in life, whether it's business, whether you're hiring somebody, whether you're talking to somebody to teach, whether you're talking to somebody that's teaching you, you have to be able to evoke emotion in order to have some kind of connection and and feel your way to navigate whatever you need to be doing together. It's really how you learn. Like in my mind, like, so I've always learned by someone somehow getting that story where it got emotional for me. And then as I'm doing it, um, I'm learning it more. I'm attaching my brain like the reality of how it works. But, you know, in that little book I just showed you, Sell With a Story, uh, he's like, listen, he goes, he starts in tell- by telling the story. He goes, now, out of this whole book, this will be the only story you remember, right, Yeah. when you first come back to it. And he goes, he tells the story of these, uh, his wife's a artist, right, and yeah. loves art and uh, photography and stuff. And so they go into this gallery and there's this picture of this pig swimming in the ocean. <laughs> and so he's like, 
Now, my wife is really drawn to this and said, oh, man, like, look at the photography and the whole thing. And he's like, it's a pig in the ocean. Like, doesn't really mean anything to me. Right. That was until he met the artist that told the story behind yeah. the picture. Yes. And he said, you know, the reason this was cool is because there was no pigs on the island before. And then this guy decided he was going to create uh, a pig pig farm and brought him to this island. He goes, but the problem was there was not enough food on the island to support the pigs. Right. Um, and so um, they were going to, like, it was a horrible idea. They were going to die. Yet there was, an, and the, it was like in the Philippines, so there's lots of little islands, right? Yeah. So, but in the island over, there was a guy that had a restaurant and he dumped all his perishables into the ocean by this little area. And so the pigs understood that that's where the food was. And so the pigs learned how to swim. Oh my goodness. In the ocean. <laughs> and they started to equate the sound of boats with food. food. Yeah. Where you could get that close because it was a real close image of this pig in the ocean. He goes that they were so accustomed now to people feeding them in the boats. It became a tourist attraction. And every generation of pig learned how to swim. That is bananas. He goes, now, what happened to the value of that picture? Right. Oh, yeah. At that point, I was ready to pull out my wallet and Not pay that. whatever price he was going to say. Yeah. Because now that picture became a talking piece. If he had it at his house, he would then tell the story behind the picture. And then in turn evoke emotion in other people, whether it's motivation or just disbelief or awe or whatever. Yeah, it exactly. But it was, yeah. was going to create enough. They're going to listen like, I got to hear this, yep. right? Yeah. Tell absolutely. me more. Yeah, absolutely. And I like, yeah, I, I just, I love that about, uh, about the storytelling, you know, like I, I do need to, it's not hard for me to connect with people. Like I was born like a nurturer. I have a nurturer type personality um, is probably my strongest personality trait. And um, so it's, it's not hard for me because I care, you know, yeah, like exactly. I genuinely care, you know? Um, so listen, so um, we got, we're running, we're going to run now. We're running along. So let's oh, yeah, do yeah. this. How, if people want to, uh, by the way, great, great story. Thank you. I've really had a great time. My my audience will I know they'll love this podcast. It's fun just talking with real people that yeah. are getting it done. Yes. Yeah. And we've really not even talked about like your all your multi or all your single family like that's providing you guys their lifestyle. You see as a vision, and now you're going to trans. You're looking to take that and then maybe go into some multis. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's like the next level, right? Yeah. And that yeah, gets like, you to Nirvana. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if people want to get a hold of you, Cassie, how do they get a hold of you? Um, they can get a hold of me through uh, just email me. It's C is in cat, D is in dog at titaniumprops.com. Or you can go to our Facebook. You can go to my personal Facebook. You can go to What's your Facebook. You got to give me the titles. Uh, it's Cassie DeHaas. I mean, there's. And what about your, your company one, too? Titanium Investments. Titanium any ti investments. Yeah, titan any titanium investments. When we have one for Hawaii, we have one for Arizona, we have one for Alaska. The reason is, is my people that produce this, they will oh, go yeah. find you and they'll create a hyperlink. Oh, yeah. I mean, I sent the them some notes. hyperlinks. I did, but I didn't send them all of them. No, we'll find them. I, my team will find them. Yeah, and we'll let RJ talk about our other markets when he does his uh, interview with you. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be funny. 
<laughs> you're like, who's that about. guy, right? I'm like, oh, that's the girl. That's yeah. Cassie's partner. And you're like, what? I just teed, the, I just teed him up. <laughs> <laughs> I just teed him up. So, um, yeah, you can just, uh, the simplest way, just email me or, or go to our Facebook page at Titanium Investments. And don't you guys have a... Oh, yes, we have a podcast, and Art can host it, and it's huge, and it, he's so good at it. <laughs> he really is. Like, I, I'm i biased, maybe, but I really, he's incredible. And he's, I'm hoping our, our, our my, my podcast with him was the best. I'm it, like, yeah. It's really far up there. It's my favorite. I'm just throwing that out there, and okay. sorry for every... So we had a blast. It's uh, the Titanium Vault. The Titanium Vault hosted Titanium by... Titanium Vault in iTunes, right? Uh, yes, iTunes. Um, we prefer iTunes, and we prefer five star ratings. And <laughs> <laughs> I did that for him. He never asks. He never asks for ratings. I'm like, you're so silly. You should ask for ratings every, every time. You know, yeah. He, <laughs> he, uh, he's really he's got some really great guests. You know, yourself included, and you know, your story. It's a fun that. process, dude. It really is. Yes. These hosting these events. You get so much information from different people, and I, I mean, I, I become more the I get I learn more than yeah. I ever thought just by interviewing other people. So do I, we. I take notes. So do we. I mean, honestly, it has been been an incredible asset to like the real estate investing community. But it's been great for us, and we tell people all the time, like, find your thing that's like that. Like, I would not be good at interviewing people on a podcast or at least not as good as RJ is. He's really good at it. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to find my own thing. You know, so I'm getting a totally different avenue started. That's, you know, a similar, but I'm not podcast interviewing. And it's a tough job. You guys do a tough job and I have a lot of respect for it. Um, but it, ha- it is, it keeps you sharp and it, it gets you involved with people. It's a great way to get involved with people across the country, you know, across yeah, the world. For, yeah. For reals. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So, well, listen, thank you so much for coming to our uh, our podcast, the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. You've been an amazing guest. I think you're going to just continue to crush it. I know you and RJ will. Um, guys, listen, all my listeners out there right now, you may be saying to yourself, I am ready. I'm ready to make it to the next level. I want to I want to be a Cassie. I want to start from nothing. I want to get like things going on, right? I want to make it big. Well, you can right all you have to do is you got to first believe it put it in your mind because your paradise is possible that's right thank you so much for having me thanks a lot